Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Welcome to the Bridgeway Christian Church Daily Advent Devotional for Monday, November 29th. My name is Brian Kiley, and I serve as the Director of Discipleship here at Bridgeway. Why can we have hope for the future? After all, I know that at least for me, that the older I get, the more and more I realize how much of life is so far beyond my control. Life has always been uncertain and confusing, but I think you'll agree these last 18 months have forced us to face that reality more starkly than most of us ever have. You can add to that the simple fact that there are seemingly endless media and social media personalities who make their living warning us about how bad everything is and how it's only going to get worse. And you put all that together, and it's no wonder that many of us are feeling a lack of hope. Uh, We also live in a culture that trains us in misplaced hope. Getting a better job or making more money or, or attaining whatever accomplishments we might give our lives to, these are all good and wonderful things, but they also often leave us with a kind of now what type feeling. Uh, more than that, victory in these areas or, or accomplishment in these areas is not promised. I don't know how to ensure that everything at your job will go the way that you want. I don't know how to ensure that everything with your family will go the way that you want. Yes, certainly there are things we can do. But as I alluded to a moment ago, so much of that is beyond our control. But I am here to tell you that despite all of that, we can be a people who look to the future with hope. We don't have to be people who are disappointed by misplaced hope. We don't have to be people who look to the future with fear and worry. Instead, we can be people of real hope And I want to look at the passage I just read to show you some reasons why. First of all, we're part of a great tradition. Hebrews chapter 11 lists out many of the heroes of our faith. And then Hebrews 12.1 says, Since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside all that holds us back and let's run with endurance. That The work of the kingdom of God started before any of us and it will continue after us. And we are part of something that is so much bigger than any one individual, family, or church. Jesus said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. We can have hope because of Jesus's power and victory. Second, we don't have to be defined by our past. Hebrews 12.1 also says to lay aside every weight and sin that clings so closely. I Listen, I'll be the first to say that I know that is easier said than done. But what we need to understand is we are not condemned to a life spent being ruled by our sin. As the Holy Spirit does his work, he purifies us. He gives us new desires and new affections. He transforms us so that we can be free. And that is a great reason for hope. Most of us, and I would put myself in this category, we struggle to set those weights down on our own. 
But when the Holy Spirit is working in our hearts, he empowers us to do just that. Third, we have been given a race to run. I love the imagery of this passage describing life as a race. See, see, you have a race that has been set before you, and I have a race that has been set before me. Our races might be similar in some ways, but each person's race is unique. I'm not called to run your race, and, and you're not called to run mine. And the fact that you have a race to run means that your life has meaning and purpose that is unique to you. I heard someone say once that you have everything you need to accomplish God's will for your life. That's a pretty wild thought when you think about it. God is not short on resources. He will give you what you need to run your race. He might not give you what you think you need to run someone else's race, but he'll give you what you need to run yours. I'm a recreational runner, and by far my favorite part of running is participating in races. And part of the reason I love races is the personal challenge of trying to do my best. But a bigger part of why I love these types of events is there is always a strong sense of community and camaraderie among the participants. Uh, Sure, there might be elite runners who are trying to win the race, but most of the rest of us are just trying to do our best. So there's always a ton of encouragement and enthusiasm. We aren't competing against each other as much as we're encouraging each other to run the best race we can. I love that picture of life in the church. We've all got a race to run, and we're not competing against each other. We're trying to run our race well and encourage others along the way. We have a race to run with people alongside us who are running their races. We can encourage them and they can encourage us. And when we are running with purpose and running in community, we can have hope. And finally, fourth, we have an amazing example and a promised inheritance. Hebrews 12.2 says that the power for our race comes from fixing our eyes on Jesus who for the joy set before him endured the cross. He faced incredible hostility and walked through incredible pain, and yet he pressed on, ran his race well, and is now seated at the right hand of God. And we are encouraged to remember his endurance and his strength so that we might not grow weary in the face of adversity. When our strength is lacking, we can remember Jesus and cling to his strength. When our circumstances look bleak, we can remember Jesus and press on. When we get discouraged, we can remember Jesus and know that he is with us. And we can be reminded once again that God will give us everything we need to fulfill his will for our lives. He will give us everything we need to run our race well. And beyond that, in the end, we have a promised inheritance. First Peter chapter 1 says we have an inheritance waiting for us that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. So as we look to the future, I know there is a lot that is mysterious. We don't know what tomorrow or next week or next month or next year will bring. But we know that when we walk with Jesus, we are part of something bigger than ourselves. We know we don't have to be defined by our past. We know We have been given a race to run, and we have an amazing example and a promised inheritance. May we dwell on these things and so live with hope this Advent season. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you have given us reason for hope. As we live in a culture where we are oftentimes encouraged to be fearful and afraid, God, you tell us we don't have to live that way. We can be people of hope. 
So God, I pray that you would give us a renewed vision for our lives to run not someone else's race, but the race that you have set before us and that we would run it well. And that you would give us a heart to look to our right and to our left and to see others who are running their races and not to be jealous, not be envious, not be critical, but then instead we would encourage them to run their races as well. And that we as a community of Bridgeway and more broadly just a community of, of your people here in Placer County and beyond, that we would be people who live with real hope for the future because of you and all that you have done. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.